join Rabbit and Red Radio Network on Patreon for exclusive shows, content, swag, and more. For the low price of $2 per month, you can join the family. So check us out at patreon.com slash network one That's patreon.com slash network the number one. You will scream with terror. You will beg for release. But there will be no escape. For there is no release. Hey guys, welcome to a special episode of the Toxic Horror Show. This is the Sackhead Special. Uh, right now I'm being joined by the producer of the show, Mike Sinkovich, and we're going to have a special guest on tonight with us. Uh, Mike, what can you tell us about this guy? Um, well, he wrote this book, um, Sackhead, the definitive retrospective of Friday the 13th Part 2. It's available on Amazon and other outlets now, I believe. I actually did order it but my copy will not be here till tomorrow. So so you're actually getting it a day early, right? Because it doesn't release on the 13th? Um, I think it released... Something tells me that I think it released like earlier in the week. But uh, I think they're doing like a... Uh, you know, it, it's just... Well, we'll have to ask Ron when he comes in, but I think... <laughs> I thought that it was coming out on the 13th, but I guess Amazon, maybe they got it early. Sometimes that does happen. Well, either way, that's pretty cool that you uh, get a hold of it tomorrow and um, you'll have it on hand. Maybe we can show it off in a later episode. Um, so is, if he's ready, we can bring him out, let the, uh, yes. let the audience meet him. Here. Ron is here. Here we go. There he is. Hey, Ron, how's it going? Oh, we can't hear him. I think his is his microphone muted. It doesn't seem like it is, but no, <laughs> that's okay. We're uh, we're live, so things happen sometimes. Yes, they do. Um, yep, um, no, no sound yet. If you have an issue, maybe try refreshing your browser, and that might that might work. And then I'll bring you back in. <laughs> that's all right. We expected. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We expected we something wouldn't did. happen. <laughs> yes. Um, let's see. We have a few viewers on YouTube. We're actually live on several uh, Facebook profiles tonight. So we're live on my personal uh, Facebook profile. We're also live on Rabbit Red Facebook page. Um, and I think we're live on, on Mike's profile too, right? Right. We are for the millions and the millions of Mike's yeah. fans. Uh, <laughs> Here's Ron. Um, let's, yeah, let's, so let's give it a shot. Uh, no, I'm not working. Do not hear him. Um, okay. <laughs> That's all right. He'll figure it out. We have time. We got yes. some time. And uh, actually, I think we're picking up viewers as we wait. So 
we'll give it a minute I, see if you can get that figured out in the, in the meantime we'll just entertain the facebook universe the youtube verse the rabbit and red verse <laughs> i tried to work on a um on like an, a special intro but i rec- and i recorded like a bunch of clips from friday too that i was gonna just like insert but the music <laughs> i forgot to mute the audio of the actual like clips and stuff so here let's see if how about now mike Charlie, now we can we have... hear you <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Murphy's Law, right? That's okay. Murphy's Law. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know what the issue was. So let me see if I can go back to my other phone. Hang on. You still hear me? Yeah. Okay. Now we got it. No. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> and you know what? I did okay. Tw- I did 20 years at Microsoft. I can't get my laptop mic to work. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry. Right. How's it All going right. tonight? We know it's going well. It was nice listening to your guys' banter. I, I'll tell you, Mike. Uh, yeah, the book the book was supposed to be published Friday, Friday the thirteenth, and uh, Amazon actually released it um, about four three days ago, unbeknownst to me. And uh, some sales started kicking in, and some people started reaching out to me, and so I had to basically just start publicizing it. So um, I guess you, we got an early release. Is what it is. So. Yeah, that's cool. Because right. I went to search it and I thought it was going to say available, you know, um, Friday the 13th, but it's like available now and get it by Thursday. So I'm like, all right, I'll order yeah, it. Yeah. And I'll just, uh, I'll tell you what my real frustration is I'm the only guy that doesn't have a copy of it yet. I, I'm supposed to get author's <laughs> copies and all that good stuff. I have right. Um, right. Um, buyers and fans who've already gotten theirs and read it, and I have yet to get my own. So, anyways, oh well. It's nice to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. I feel like I'm on top of the world. I'm being interviewed. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for being here. So um, what is this book about for the audience that might not know? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm a middle-aged guy. So um, I was kind of, I cut my teeth. I was brought up in the early 80s in the, um, the glory days, if you will, the heyday, the golden age of the slasher genre. Um, mm-hmm. 78, uh, was Halloween. And of course, 80, you had Friday the 13th and the subsequent sequels. And, and so the golden age has really been from 19, really 1980 to 1984. And that happened to be, you know, uh, my formative years, if you will, I'm 52 years old. So that should tell you where I'm at. So I've always been a fan of the genre in particular, or in general, and Friday the 13th in particular. And I'll just qualify that statement by saying, uh, when I'm a, when I say I'm a fan of Friday the Thirteenth, I really mean just the first four movies, uh, what we call slasher <laughs> slasher Jason, right? So mm-hmm. you can forget about, in my view, and I, I with all due respect to the audience, uh, I don't give much credence to zombie Jason or space Jason or demon Jason or even fake Jason. So I'm an old school guy, and uh, so uh, being a fan of the genre in general and Friday the 13th in particular, um, as I've gotten older, I'm going to be honest with you, I've gotten a little bit more nostalgic. And a couple of years ago, um, I guess you could just say a couple of years ago, my passion was relit to, to revisit the series. And when I get into something, I tend to get into it wholeheartedly. So I ended up creating a Facebook group uh, for Friday the 13th part two in particular. I love the first four movies. I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm partial to the second one, 
Um, and when I created the group uh, about two and a half years ago, um, I just decided it might be beneficial to put a lot of the research and relationships that I had cultivated and established over the last few years working with the staff or excuse me, the cast. I thought it might be beneficial to put it in book form. So that's a long winded answer. I'm a fanboy at heart going all the way back to 1980. Um, and in recent years, as I've gotten older, I just decided to put some of it in print. I happen to be a writer. I've written a few books, non-genre related I've written a few books in the past, so I fancy myself somewhat of a wordsmith. And um, yeah, I had an absolute blast doing it. So that's kind of the genesis behind it. And I should also just say this real quick, and I know I'm babbling here, but there's nothing's been written on part two. Um, usually what you get is there has been books written on part one, and then basically you get the whole series. But I thought it would be beneficial to actually write a book on part two in particular, uh, if only because of its importance in the series, as well as some of the stories to tell behind the scenes uh, and uh, the making of it. And, as, of course, my personal relationships with some of the cast members. So, yeah. And here I sit. Awesome. <laughs> so Mike's copy is coming in tomorrow. Um, how does he get that autographed or signed if he wanted to? Don't you have something cool coming up on Friday that you're doing? Yeah, well, so what had happened was um, as I was leading up to the publication of the book, I was actually still writing it, mm -hmm. uh, the final uh, final few chapters. I decided to, to see – I had – so um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the franchise, so you'll forgive me if I'm talking down to you. But um, one of the actors in the movie, a gentleman by the name of Bill Randolph, he plays the character Jeff in the movie. Uh, for those of you in your listening audience who might be familiar with the movie, he's the guy that gets shish kebobbed on top of his girlfriend with a spear. It's probably uh, one of the more famous kills in the slasher, slasher genre. That particular actor, Bill Randolph, um, uh, he and I uh, developed a pretty good rapport. And um, I got him to actually write the foreword of the book. Um, and I, Actually, you know what? You're going to have to forgive me. I think I forget the question what I was asking. I think I was babbling. Well, what exactly was the question? I'm sorry. Okay. Forgive me. Forgive me. That's hey, okay. You, you're going to be 52 one day too, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, no problem. Um, so I was asking about uh, Mike's copy because I, I thought you. I heard that you had something sorry. cool coming up on Friday. Yes, you did. That's, That's okay. where I was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Bill Randolph, Bill Randolph, the actor in the movie, famously shish kebobbed on top of his girlfriend. Um, who wrote mm -hmm. the foreword of the book um, is going to actually, um, I worked with him to arrange signings of the first 40 books. Of that. Okay. And of course you had to, you had to sign up for that in advance. So that's basically gotcha. what's going to happen. So when the books release, I'm taking them to New York. Bill's going to sign them, blah, blah, blah. So sorry about that guys. <laughs> that's okay. So Mike's out of luck. You don't get a signed copy, bud. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's, <laughs> so so uh it's safe to say that part two is your favorite of the franchise yeah you know what uh and i have to i have to always uh answer that with a qualification because everybody thinks that i have tunnel vision because i'm the guy that mm -hmm. runs the group everybody thinks i'm a part two only guy and i'm actually not i'm like i said earlier i'm 
I'm a fan of the first four in the series. And I'm even somewhat partial to the remake because it's still slasher Jason. And I love that incarnation or that variation of Jason in that movie. Um, so if I were to qualify it, my, my taste, I would say this. Part one is the classic. Part two is my personal favorite. Part three is the iconic one, hockey mask and whatnot. And let's just call a spade a spade. Part four is the best. I mean, it's just the, the quintessential slasher movie that pretty much most aficionados point to when they talk about uh, the stereotypical slasher. But for me, yeah, part two is, is my favorite. And uh, it's my favorite, not because it's the best or the most iconic or the classic, because I don't think it is. But it's my favorite, first and foremost, if I just put my cards on the table. Uh, it's nostalgia. I was 11 years old when that movie came out. I was too young to see it in the theater. And it takes me back to a time and place where I wore a younger man's clothes with a young man's ambitions. And I was watching Showtime. Um, and back in those days, in 1981, 82, your parents could lock the cable box. And we managed to unlock it to watch this movie called Friday the 13th Part 2. Me and my buddies, and we got scared out of our minds, and I had a Last. So there's nostalgia is one of the reasons why I love the movie the way that I do and uh, why I have uh, uh, embraced it the way that I have. So and also, by the way, I got to tell you, I think it's a dog doggone good slasher movie. I think it's got likable characters. I think it's very well acted. I think it's a well made movie, even if the the MPAA did neuter it uh, considerably. Um, I think it is a quality film. And even Bill Randolph, who literally just watched the movie uh, about uh, five days ago as he was proofing my book, uh, some final copies, he said to me, you know, Ron, that's a pretty good movie. I said, darn straight it is, man. So, yeah, nostalgia is the driving force behind my love for it, as well as the fact that it's a quality film and it's earned it. So I wanted to put that in print. Awesome. So yeah. this uh, this show is live. So we have a comment from Aaron Hawkins. He's woo. I think he's excited uh, to see you on tonight. Um, Aaron Hawkins will be on live with us on Friday. Um, he directed Evil Lurks. Um, but guys, you can uh, leave comments, ask questions, call in to talk to Ron or Mike or myself. Um, but we want to get to know more about the book. What about that artwork? That artwork is pretty cool for, for the, uh, the book. Who came up with that? Yeah, his, uh, it's actually inspired by an artist who, um, actually it's not a copyrighted photo. Um, he actually, he actually created it behind the scenes from some of the, from the game. Um, and he wouldn't let me use it even though it wasn't copyrighted. Um, so I had to basically recreate it which I didn't really mind because I wanted to change certain aspects of it. Um, and I added a pitchfork and a better pitchfork and whatnot. And then I designed the book cover. Um, I have a, an artistic, uh, I have an artistic flair in my bones. Uh, I'm a model maker, uh, mostly of okay. genre, genre models. So um, I ended up designing that book cover from soup to nuts from beginning to end the way that I wanted to see it. The sackhead Jason was designed by somebody else. I went and grabbed him. I remodeled him the way that I would want him to be. And uh, um, yeah, so I'm the guy that's guilty of it, but it was inspired by another artist, Alder 39, I believe is his name. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty proud of it myself. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. So what Thanks, more man. can readers, the readers expect from the book? Uh, is there anything that 
um, they'll learn about the movie or about the cast? Is it yep. sort of a, a gossipy thing or is it more like an encyclopedia? Okay, so I've got a lot of answers to those questions because I heard a bunch of questions there that, that are fantastic. So I just want to apologize in advance because if I start babbling, just hold up the hand and I'll shut up, okay? Because so, I, <laughs> okay. I, I, can, I, can, I can hijack a conversation pretty good and I don't want to do that. Um, what can the readers expect? What kind of book is it? So it's not an encyclopedia. So each, okay. um, that would be very boring. So basically, I wrote the book the way that I would want to read it as a fan. I want to know the who, the what, the where, the why, and the when behind the characters, behind the story, and behind the movie. So where did I go? Basically, I interview each one of the cast members um, uh, in addition to legacy interviews that they've already had out there. I uh, tell the story. Each chapter starts off, at least as it relates to the characters, from Jason to the other seven major characters, each uh, chapter starts off with a retelling of the character's story that goes beyond the film. Well, it stays within the boundaries of the film, um, but I tell it in narrative form. It was a blast to write as I brought these characters to life again after 40 plus years. Um, and so once I retell their story, just to get the reader reacquainted with the character, I then transition into an interview with the actor who played the character and uh, their experience on set, how they were cast in the movie, their favorite, their least favorite situations in the movie, so forth and so on. And then I end each chapter with what I call an ask and answered section, where I take to task, um, I think the total count I have is 31 questions that or indictments about the movie and i i answer them from a scholastic from a scholarly uh perspective and i'll give you an example of what i mean one of the famous indictments made against friday the 13th part two is one of the murders of a character by the name of scott who's hanging upside down and jason comes out of the woods pulls out his machete and slashes his throat it's a famous scene and of course the indictment against the film is that the stuntman and the filmmakers used the dull or the wrong side of the blade when slicing his throat. And so um, in the ask and answer section, what I do is I take to task some of those, those misnomers. And in that particular case, um, that was the, the filmmakers used what's called a hawkbill machete, which means it was, it was used for agriculture, for reaping and harvesting, which means both sides of the blade were actually sharp. And, and, and cut, could cut uh, paper. And of course, being a woodsman that Jason was, that was something that he would naturally have. So I go through and I answer those kind of issues. And the most famous one that plagues Friday the 13th Part 2, we won't answer it here. Your, re, uh, your audience will just have to get a copy of the book, is what happened to the main male protagonist, a guy by the name of Paul. Um, that was the final girl's love interest. And he just disappears from the movie. And for 40 plus years, the question has been, what has happened to Paul Holt. Not even John Fury, who played the character, can give an intelligent response to it. Well, I like to think that we did in the book, and I think it's pretty persuasive and it's pretty scholarly. So in a nutshell, uh, that's the type of book. It's a retelling of the character in narrative form, so it's kind of like fiction. It reads really well, dramatic. Then it goes right into the journalistic, where you're uh, interviewing the, the actor or the actress who plays the character, followed by a kind of a scholastic entertaining 
bit of answering, asking and answering certain problematic questions around narrative. And then sprinkled in between all of that, I have these little factual or trivia tidbits um, that are just uh, called out in the in the chapter just to break up the monotony of reading. Um, tidbits about the movie behind the scenes, trivia, fast facts, whatever you want to call them. So as it relates to um, a gossipy uh, uh, book, I was very careful not to go that route. That's not in my nature. I'm not the kind of guy that wants to write a, a hit piece on somebody. So I want to be very clear. This is a puff piece in the sense that it's written to celebrate the movie and to celebrate the actors who participated in the movie. That said, I do have to come clean and say I had to deal with some dirty laundry. Um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with uh, Friday the 13th Part 2 or some of the actors, namely Warrington Gillette and Steve Dash. Those are the two mm-hmm. primary men, stuntmen, who played Jason. And there is they are not without controversy, and they are not without acrimony. Um, and their relationship uh, was a troubled one. I never got to meet Steve Dash, but I have met and talked with Warrington Gillette on a number of occasions. And on the chapter that I deal with the character of Jason, and of course the two actors who played him, um, it's the only time I get away from the puff piece, and I have to get into the hard 60 minutes type of journalism and deal with the ugly elephant in the room. And that is who really gets credit for playing Jason, who's quote unquote faking the funk and putting on a show. And, uh, uh, and I'm pretty passionate around it. I won't reveal my hand or my cards right here, but um, chapter three is probably the most controversial chapter in the book because I I do take a side. I do take a side. So other than, that it's a puff piece it's celebration of the movie and but i did i did have to deal with that issue because it's been plaguing the movie for a number of years so uh so i think i answered the question right the kind of book that it is what it contains right and yeah yeah awesome um well i have a question for you okay this is a good one so so you have a, a pen name that you use on the book <laughs> that's not your real name we know your real name's ron yeah. So why did you use the uh, the pen name that you used? Oh, yeah. So my the name that I go by is Ron H. Gann. That's my real name, Ronald Henning Gann. And okay. my pen name is R.G. Henning, which is just a variant on my real name. Why? Okay. Are you ready? Here's my answer. Because I've written three books, previous books, academic books, you know, loaded with footnotes kind of thing. And I use my real name. Uh, my wife asked me to use a pen name. My wife. Okay. She came into my okay. office. My wife is not a fan of this genre at, at all. She treats me. She understands that I'm 52 going on 14 all over again. She loves me. She tolerates it. But she said, look, Ron, by virtue of your occupation, do me a favor. Use a pen name. I said, fine. So I had to use a pen name. Happy wife, happy life. And so I said, no problem. I'll do that. She, so the she's boss my biggest fan. She, she, yeah, the boss made me do it. She's my biggest fan. She read the thing from soup to nuts. She loves it, but she just does not like this genre, right? She likes romantic comedies where the woman gets swept off by the prince. She doesn't like the kind of stuff that I like. So um, I did. I did this one solid for. Her. So I have a question for Mike. Actually, so Mike, you ordered the book. You have the book coming in. 
What made right. you uh, pull the trigger and, and order the, the copy of the book? What was it about the book that you, you, you looked forward to, to reading about? Or what was it about the book that interested you? Well, I mean, because I've, I've been into these movies since I was like five and six years old. So it's been years. Um, and I read Crystal Lake Memories. That's about the whole franchise. I love that that book i love the documentary that's like seven plus hours long so i wanted to see like what ron brought to the table like um because it seems like this is a deep dive into uh part two in a sense so i was just interested to see what he brought you know that maybe i didn't know before so that's why i know a lot of people that we have Mm mm-hmm can, can I just ask a quick question on Mike real quick? Yeah, sure. yeah. No, uh, go ahead. Mike, are you part of my Facebook, Facebook group, Pack and Act Lunch? Um, yeah, I am. I believe okay. I am. All right. Because um, that's how that's I, I, I found you, I think. I saw it in the group. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Please continue. Uh, I won't interrupt anymore. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, and what's that group again? Just so people can check it out. It's called uh, Pack and Act Lodge. Friday the 13th, part two, 1981. Just Pakanak Lodge, they'll find it. That was the name of the camp that the counselor stayed at in Friday the 13th, part two. And getting to to Mike's point, I wouldn't be doing my job Mm -hmm. if I didn't steal the microphone from him and hijack this conversation. Mm -hmm. But um, it is a deep dive. And one of the things that separates, you know, Crystal Lake Memories is the Bible of the Friday the 13th franchise. It is an exhaustive overview summary mm. of the series. Okay. Uh, but it is not an exhaustive deep dive on each individual film. Otherwise you'd be, you have a 20 hour series rather than a seven hour video. You would have a, a volume of books rather than just one. So I wanted to uh, do a deep dive as Mike put it uh, in the, on this particular film. And I can tell you one thing that I'm most proud of that this book offers that no other treatment on the Friday the 13th franchise in general or any particular or any movie in particular can claim. In this book, in terms of doing a deep dive, I actually was able to um, acquire and, and publish photos never before seen, um, uh, used with permission. And one of the greatest, uh, and I I fought tooth and nail for this particular uh, photo because it is part and parcel with the the fabric, the history of of the film. And that is, I happen to have been able to uh, acquire a picture of Warrington Gillette and Steve Dash together, taking a picture in private for a personal friend. Now, if you know anything about the story of Friday the 13th, part two, you need to know this. Those two men were oil and water. They didn't mm-hmm. like each other professionally. They didn't like each other personally. And they kept their distance. They had a famous confrontation that's not worth getting into. And I chose not to go into it in the book. But that being said, I have a picture of the two of them hanging out together um, with Steve Dash. Um, taking a machete and putting it to Warrington Gillette's throat, all fun and games. Both men were very amiable. They were very affable. And they did it as a personal favor to a friend from whom I acquired the picture. And 
she was not allowed to go public with it until Steve died. And Steve Dash died in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, this particular woman I happen to know, I, I, I volunteer and I work with her for the part two cast at conventions. And uh, I was able to use my charm and uh, she gave me the picture and I actually include that and some backstory in the book. No other Friday the 13th treatment will ever be able to share that story or have that background story. And I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty big coup when it comes to this particular entry in the franchise. So um, I'm pretty proud of that. And there's some other things as well in terms of interviews, my personal, you know, I mean, I'm hanging out with these guys. Um, Most of them are, if they're not senior citizens, they're, they're a hop, skip and a jump away from being senior citizens now. And the topic, you know, and I know how they feel about, other people. And I know I don't go into all the details, but um, I, I'm able to bring my own personal friendship, acquaintanceship conversations to the table in this book that, in a way that's respectful with dignity, that celebrates the film that w- you won't see anywhere else. So uh, I'm pretty proud of that aspect. So maybe I maybe I just oversold it. I hope I didn't. But the Warrington Gillette Steve Dash thing for part two fans that's the holy grail. That's a that's a big yeah, coup. So, yeah, that I'm looking forward to, really, because um, I mean, I've I've taken a side, but only because of what I've heard. So I'm interested to uh, read the book and 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 see, you know, your thoughts on it, because maybe I'll change my mind. You know, I don't. Uh, what'd you hear about it, Mike? Huh. <laughs> well, I mean, like. Like uh, Ron said, they hated each other. So I was kind of like taking the the side more so of of Steve, um, because I I just heard that the way Warrington acted on the set, especially that that scene, um, you know, at the end of the movie where he, you know, goes to jump through the window, and there was a lot of issues with that. I. I don't know. It just seems to me that that Warrington isn't the nicest person. And uh, I tell you you what, Mike, let me let let me give your let me give your audience just a little context. I promise you I won't go more than a minute here. okay? but on the set of Friday the 13th part two, (laughs) they shot for it's okay. Take your time. All right. They shot for five weeks. Warrington Gillette was 22 years old, good-looking young guy. They he he auditioned. He wanted to be an actor. He auditioned for the role of John, uh, uh, Paul Holt, that was eventually given to an actor by the name of John Fury. Instead of okay. instead of him packing his bags and leaving, the producers took a liking to him. He's got a gregarious per- personality. He's just an outgoing, charismatic guy. And they said to this 22-year-old kid, "Hey, you want to play Jason?" Warrington Gillette said. You betcha I want to play Jason. He had just came out of acting school. He had done a little stunt. He had gone to some stunt school. So he felt he was qualified to do it. Plus, he got to be on a movie set. This is what he wanted. The problem was he hadn't really done stunts before. So about two weeks into filming, after filming the climax, they filmed that early on, Jason coming through the window, the scene that you're referring to, Mike. They had to, um, they had to let him go rather unceremoniously 
That's when Steve Dash came into the picture, a seasoned stuntman who had also now transitioned into acting. The stunt coordinator brought Dash in for the remaining three weeks of filming to, to film the preponderance of the movie, all the chase scenes. Every time you see Jason with a bag over his head, that's Steve Dash, except for one particular scene where it's, a, it's a, an assistant. But uh, anyways, that being said, Steve Dash did the bulk of the work, okay? So the controversy, uh, and I'm just saying this for your audience, the controversy, the reason why these two men are, were at each other's throats in later years was if you fast forward 25 years later in the rise of the convention circuit, yeah. Warrington Gillette, because he is billed as Jason, was invited to come to conventions. And let me tell you, he came and started making money. And meanwhile, the guy who played Jason for three quarters, two thirds of the movie is at home and not getting it. And so th that created some acrimony between the two. There's a reason why Steve Dash, before his passing, signed every autograph with Steve Dash, the real Jason. I'll leave it at that. Uh, you can go, the readers can look, get the rest in the book, but that's kind of the genesis behind the controversy. Uh, and the acrimony behind these two men. And there were accusations that were made back and forth about lying and fabricating one's resume and, and what they did or did not do on screen. It's the only controversy that plagues the movie. So uh, that's kind of the context behind that. So I do deal with that in the book because you've got to. That's the elephant in the room, right? Mm -hmm. And I do take a side. I do take a side. And I'll just say this. I kind of lean where Mike's going. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I look forward awesome. to reading that tomorrow. So, do you think we'll get a reading uh, it as soon as it comes in? He's going to read it, um, and we can show yes, it off right. on Friday too, because we have a show Friday, so we can show it. If you know, as long as it comes in tomorrow, we'll show it off and plug the book again, just so people at Miss Tonight's Show catch it on Friday. Um, can we expect a part three retrospective? So, I thought long and hard about this. Um, I would like to do that. This took me, I, I did not anticipate writing a book when I originally started doing my, my research. And um, I'm just, I was just being a fanboy, kind of a, it's just something I do as a hobby. And it be, the passion kind of cultivated over time. And I thought that I was satisfied with just a Facebook group and um, I wasn't. So in answer to your question, it's possible because I love part three. Um, I hate the acting and I hate some of the the <laughs> continuity issues. I hate, I hate okay. the continuity issues, but I love Brooker as Jason. I love that. And I love part four. And I, I actually and I really appreciate part one. So there's a part of me that wouldn't mind um, addressing each one of those films. That being said, um, if this book turns out to be a total dud, I just don't know if I've got that kind of energy in it, you know. So um, we'll see. It's possible. It's possible. Gotcha. So we have a lot of cool people in the audience tonight. Morgan is a big supporter of Rabbit and Red Radio. Uh, he loves horror films. And Brittany Cortez, thank you for showing up. Uh, Mandy, who's my co-host, she's normally here with me. It's her favorite movie is part two. Uh, or her favorite Friday the 13th movie, I should say. Yeah. Um, she's here in the audience with us now. Um, Mike, do you have any questions that you have in the back of your head that you want to ask him while we have him here? Um, 
Well, I really want you to do one on part three because part three is actually um, <laughs> my favorite for the the reason that, you know, I love, like, when I was six and seven, well, no, I maybe like seven or eight, and I was watching, like, Friday 3, like, that scared me the most. Brooker scared, like, he was the Jason. Absolutely, that, me too. Yep. I mean, it still haunts me, and I'm you know, 43 years old. So that's, let me, you know, let me just, awesome. let me just tell you right now, I could not agree with you more. Um, the, I won't say the redeeming factor because I thoroughly enjoy Friday the 13th part three scared me more than any of the other movies. And it's largely because of Richard Brooker. So I'm an absolute fan. I had nightmares because of, and by the way, I told my wife this, whenever I have a nightmare that I'm being chased by Jason, because that happens from time to time. Um, it's it's never Ted White. It's never Steve Dash or Warrington Gillette. It is always Richard Brooker. That's the version that scarred me as a kid, you know. Um, so I very I very very well may do that because um, I love to evangelize my passions. Mm-hmm. Part two is a passion, so I, I like to evangelize it. Part three and part four, as well as part one. Uh, absolutely. I, I will say one thing that I wanted to tell you guys about what was the hardest thing about writing this book. Um, okay. If you don't, if you don't mind me just uh, no, asking and answering time. my own question. Okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, one, one of the things I found the hardest thing to do is I'm writing a book about a movie that, and I start, I basically really started at the 40th anniversary. So 40 years after the fact. And I was surprised that I, I guess you would say the foggy memories of some of the actors. They did, they could remember who played Jason during their. I mean, I, I'm embellishing. They they had good memories, but their memories were really informed by how many times they had retold stories. Right? Um, if you got okay. them off the if you got them off their narrative about some of the minutia. Uh, you know, they were deer in headlights. They're like, Ron, it's been 40 years. I can't remember the color of the jeans that the this person wore during this scene. I'm like, I got it. But the hardest part about writing this book, besides trying to jog memories, which, by the way, eventually happened and it was good. It just took some time. Is that there are three popular characters in this movie. Like Deputy Winslow, played by Jack Marks. Mm-hmm. Crazy Ralph, played by Walt Gurney. Uh, Mark. Uh, Jarvis, played by Tom McBride. Those three characters, Tom uh, Mark Jarvis, he's the, the the character who's in a wheelchair, who gets the machete in the okay. face. If you've seen, if you've seen that scene, those three actors are all dead, um, and they all died, with the exception of Jack Marks, who just died a couple of years ago. Um, but they all died before the rise of the convention cir- circuit, so they really didn't have anything on record that was researchable, that was discoverable about their experiences on the film. So I have to write a chapter on each character. At least that's how I outlined the book. And I had nothing for Walt Gurney, who died in, I think, 2005. I could be wrong on that. Um, Tom McBride, who died in 95. Jack Marks, who, although he died in 2019 and 2020, was recluse and had been for years. So how was I supposed to fill these chapters? That was really hard for me. Uh, I, I was, however, able to pick the brains of the, the actors who worked with them on set. 
I was able to flesh that out a little bit. I tell a great story uh, about Bill Randolph. If you're familiar with the movie, you'll know that Bill Randolph's Jeff uh, has two scenes with Jack Marks' deputy Winslow. The two, excuse me, the two actors filmed uh, those scenes, I think, in a, over the course of uh, a week or so, and they never saw each other again. Lo and behold, Jack Marks passed away a couple of years ago near Bill Randolph's uh, uh, home in New York. And Bill Randolph actually went and attended his memorial service, spoke about their shared camaraderie on the film, even though the two men hadn't seen each other in 40 years. But he felt that there was a bond between the two of them because of Friday the 13th Part 2. So I was able to rely on other actors to fill in the blanks for some of those harder uh, harder chapters of the of the actors who had passed away. And then finally, there's one other actress, Marta Kober. She plays uh, a, a character by the name of Sandra. She's also on the receiving end of the shish kebab kill with Bill Randolph's Jeff in Friday the 13th Part 2. And although she's alive and well, um, she is, um, I'll use this word and I'll leave it at this, she's elusive. So I was not able to actually interview her. I was supposed to meet up with her in Atlanta in 2021. And unfortunately, she was a, a no-show for, for personal reasons. So, so that was the hardest part about trying to write a deep dive, a definitive retrospective. When you're talking about 12 characters, I think, and four are three, three or four are dead and one is completely recluse and elusive. So that made my job harder, but you know what, with all, with, you know, all modesty, I, I can say, I think I nailed it. I think I got as, I think I did as good as you could possibly do. So I'm pretty proud of it at the end of the day. So, yeah, that was the hardest part. And, and the, I think the readers will uh, enjoy the, enjoy the ride because like I said I don't think it's stuffy I don't think it's encyclopedic uh, I think it's it's a, a nice combination between a novel where I'm retelling the character story and then transitioning fluidly right into the 60 minutes type of interview with the actor followed by a nice little ask and answer section that is provocative so there's your 30,000 foot view of Sackhead the definitive retrospective <laughs> on Friday the 13th part two mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, Mike, what do you think about this? Looking forward to it? Really, I yeah. am. <laughs> I am. So, so for the viewers out there that uh, might have missed it, where can we find the book? Um, where can they buy it? Um, is it available yeah. in you know all bookstores, or where where can they get a hold of it? Yeah, it's going to be. It's available at pretty much any online major bookseller, Barnes and Noble, Amazon. I'm trying to direct people to Amazon because it's faster, um, okay. and there's some other perks in it that I get because Amazon is actually publishing. Amazon, Amazon Kindle Direct is my publisher, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, okay. you can. Get, they can get it anywhere on, on your basic online retailers, um, and you can get it in a matter of a few days, unless you're the author and you still don't have your own copy. <laughs> um, do you have any other signings coming up besides the one on Friday? Uh, no, not tentative, not planned right now. Okay. I have another podcast. Uh, so one of the actresses in the movie, uh, an actress by the name of Lauren Marie Taylor, she actually played Vicky in the movie. 
Um, I'm actually doing her podcast next week. Might be able okay. to try to arrange something there. But right now, no, no, no other signings. And uh, I had to cap off the the books at forty for Bill to sign. He's doing me a solid. I can only carry so many books to New York with me. So, um, but if that happens, I'll be sure to let you guys know. And I appreciate your support, and I appreciate the invite and being able to be on your guys's podcast. I, I, my first podcast interview for this particular book. So thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Do you have your own uh, personal uh, like merchandise store or anything like that um, either now or do you have anything planned where people can buy merchandise directly from you? Not yet, but I'd be lying to you if I said that the, the thought hasn't crossed my mind. I kind of get mm -hmm. into that kind of stuff. I design yeah. the book cover. I like designing that kind of stuff, but not yet right now. Um, but stay tuned. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you uh, end up doing that, come back on. We'll, you know, promote it, share it with okay. the, with the audience. And yeah, I think that'd be great. I think, uh, I think if you ended up doing something like that, people take to it and yeah. probably support you. So <laughs> I think that'd be Absolutely. a lot of fun. Mike's, yeah, thanks, Mike's man. excited for, uh, for the store too. It's not even open yet. Huh? <laughs> you, you'd probably buy a shirt from him, right? If he, uh, I would, yeah, I definitely would. Yeah, Definitely. I could I could imagine well, people um, wanting some merchandise from it. I'll let you in on a little secret. Um, mm -hmm. I actually uh, uh, cosplay as Sackhead Jason, and I've been fortunate enough to cosplay actually with the cast in Chicago, um, <laughs> and in New and some of them in New Jersey. Um, and I I started making some memorabilia. You can go out to my Facebook page. It's called Sackhead. The Granite State, Jason, I'm in New Hampshire, the Granite State. Um, and I was toying with the idea of kind of putting some memorabilia, some artifacts together. But then I get all bashful about it. So who knows? But for the book, I very well may, <laughs> for the book, I very well may do some stuff. I know I'm, I've just got done making some posters, um, 24 by 36 posters that are absolutely super sexy. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I, I think I outdid myself. So I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to show those off. Those are going to be going to conventions because the book will will be hopefully promoted at conventions, and I'm going to bring these posters as well and banners. So awesome! Yeah. Uh, so that sounds pretty cool. Be nice to have yeah. a poster hanging up in your in your house somewhere. Yeah, this um, is a doozy too. This is a good one. It's the book cover mm -hmm. minus minus a lot of the interruptions on the cover. So it's it's going to be pretty cool. Cool. Uh, so we're live right now. Brittany is asking how I'm doing tonight. I'm doing great. Uh, we're, this is a special episode of the Toxic Horror Show that we did tonight just for the sake of being able to talk to this amazing guest that we have on tonight. Um, our show is normally on Friday. We'll be back to normal on Friday. But for now, we just wanted to uh, to get a chance to talk to Ron about his book. Um, so he's he's written a book called Sackhead, a retrospective on uh, Friday the 13th, part two. And that's what we're talking right back, about guys. right now. I got to step out real quick. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. He has uh, family things he has to attend to real quick. He'll be back. Um, but what else can you tell us about this that we haven't mentioned? Or is there anything that I should have asked that yeah. I haven't asked? Actually, I think you asked some pretty good questions. Um, I think one of the questions that people might have is, why why write a book on just one movie of a storied franchise? And I think um, if I haven't answered that question already, I would just say this, um, because uh, a definitive work on the franchise as a whole has already been done, Crystal Lake mm -hmm. Memories. 
Um, there are there are actually some other works out there as well, but there is nothing out there on part two in particular. And part two may not be the iconic entry. It may not be the the best entry, but I would suggest to you that it is a fan favorite and a special entry. And so uh, there's nothing that exists in writing. And I wanted to make sure that we documented some of the stories that the actors had to tell. Um, okay. Because I do believe that it is a high quality book, and a high quality entry in the series, and that it translates well into book form for the serious committed fan of Friday the 13th. So I appreciate everybody's support. I know that not everybody loves to read books. I got to tell you, um, at the risk of being self-serving here, uh, the first person to buy the book and to review it bought it yesterday. And or two days ago, got it yesterday and was intending just to read a chapter or two and ended up reading the whole thing in one night. Um, I take that as a compliment. I, I'm sharing that with you, not to toot my own horn, but to tell the readers who might be, um, I don't know, allergic to reading that this is not a, a, a yarn that will make you yawn. I think that it's pretty engaging for the serious fan of the, of, of the series. I mean, like I said, my wife is not a fan of the genre at all. And I think she found uh, the book to be at least provocative and captivating for her. So I think that your readers will too. So I'd appreciate the support. We got to support our our, our fellow uh, horror junkies, and we have to support right. our our genre. So please. So we have a question from the audience. Uh, hey, Ron, does your book go over the original concepts for Jason? Was the bag over the head the only thing put on paper? So that's a great question. The book does cover it because the original concept is the concept that stood and was the concept that got changed in part three. Because so uh, I'll give you the quick story. Who who's the, if you don't mind me asking, what's the name of the person? Mr. Mr. Nanners, Mr. Yeah, Nanners. It's so a I'll put it this Morgan. Way. Yeah. <laughs> OK, Morgan. OK, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So the original concept is designed by Ellen Lutter um, and uh, Dennis Murphy, the producer, one of the producers, was that Jason would wear a sack over his head. He would be wearing painter overalls and a flannel, sh flannel shirt because this is something that would be native to a bushman or a woodsman uh, living out in, in the bush. He would he would be wearing something countryish. That was that was the decision that stood. That was the, the decision that you got on film. The problem is in 1981, when the movie was released, you have this sack-headed killer running around in the woods and everybody thought it was a reincarnation of the 1980, the movie just a year before, of The Elephant Man, starring John Hurt, who famously walked around with a sack over his head because he was deformed. And so only a year removed from this Oscar-nominated film, The Elephant Man, starring Anthony Hopkins and John Hurt, you have this killer walking around wearing a sack over his head. And so people immediately started not being intimidated by that. Not only that, uh, there's rumors that the Jason's outfit was ripped off from a 1974 slasher called uh, The Town, um, oh man, and I'm having a brain lapse. The Town That Feared Sundown? Oh, man. Sorry, I'm having oh, a brain the lapse. Town. But, the Town. Uh, the Town That Dreaded no, Sundown. The, thank you. The Town That Dreaded yeah. Sundown. <laughs> yep. And there are obvious similarities between the two. The, the producers right. deny it. 
So basically, the long story, uh, an answer to Morgan's question, the first idea for Jason's look and appearance was the idea that was actually brought to fruition and that you see on film. They threw it all out in part three, which is why Jason gained 30 pounds, why he grew six inches, why he lost all of his hair, and his wardrobe changed in part three. It was all an allergic reaction to some of the criticism that came in part two, comparing the film's antagonist, Jason Voorhees, to the 1980s Elephant Man. And so the producers ran away from it. Instead of doubling down and saying, no, this is our character, this is how mm -hmm. he would be in his natural habitat, they... Uh, they decided to uh, change course. And I'm, I'm actually kind of frustrated with it, to be honest with you, but uh, that, I hope I answered the question right, Morgan. So, <laughs> Morgan, was that... I appreciate uh, that question. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, I think that answered it. Let's see. Um, so we're, we're pretty excited to, uh, to be able to review the book, too. I'm sure Michael will get a chance to read it, and I'll be able to get my hands on a copy at some point, too. And then maybe we can do a review episode. It'd be great to have you come back at some point to talk to us about the, um, you know, what we read. Uh, I think the, oh, okay, Morgan says, I think the part three version is iconic. What That's think? what I said, I know iconic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people like the sackhead design, too. I think it's just a matter of opinion. But um, we're actually working on a, and he said, yeah, thank you. It covered his, <laughs> it answered his question. We're, um, we're getting ready to work on a Friday the 13th fan film, too. Um, it, with you as a fan, while I have you here, what would you want to see from a fan film? Hmm. So um, you're going to – I'm a tough audience when it comes to fan films. Okay. I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> and okay. uh, I haven't seen a lot that I've liked, and I'm, I'm snobbish that way. I, I, I don't want to offend half of your audience or a good chunk of them, but – Friday the 13th part five and on absolutely mm. enrages me. Right. So I, cause I take way too seriously for whatever, I mean, call me immature, call me juvenile. I just take way too seriously those first four entries. So when I see a fan film, I look for excellence. I look for high quality. What do I want to see? I want to see a humanistic, realistic, Excellent portrayal of Jason Voorhees, first and foremost. I love to see the reason I'm a big fan of the fan film Never Hike Alone is because that did away with tropes and stereotypes and came up with an original story. It wasn't about mm -hmm. getting two teenagers naked in a lake and then getting them killed, it went beyond just the norm. So, for a fan film to be successful to me, uh, I, I mean, a serious fan, a fan film that takes itself seriously. For it to be, right. uh, to, for me to get on board, it's got to, it's got to be its own thing while still trying to remain faithful to the canon. So, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I I agree with that. I think uh, the people over at Never Hike Alone, it's uh, Vincent Dasani, did a great job. You know, yep. it's obviously very well done. I've seen uh, Never Hike Alone, Never Hike in the Snow, and now they're yep. going to be coming out with uh, Never Hike Alone 2. So I think a lot of people are probably excited to see that. Um, I, I am. And what I, what I re really turned me on about Never Hike mm -hmm. Alone, and again, at the risk of beating a, a dead dog here and beating the same drum. It's okay. Yeah, I, 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 okay, I like the way that – I think – wasn't it Vincent that played Jason in that movie? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I loved his portrayal of Jason. So I, I I was in, but it was the story. It was actually I loved the idea of a hiker alone having a confrontation, stumbling upon the ruins of Camp Crystal Lake, having his. I thought that was fantastic. It, you didn't need. I mean, look at the original Halloween. You had what a handful of kills, very little blood. It was all about story and suspense and theater of the mind. That's what I dig. I dig. Now, don't get me wrong. I like some of your slocky slosh, slasher films too. Don't get me wrong. But for a Friday Thirteenth fan film, you got. Mm -hmm. I just hope. I, I would. I would encourage you. I would challenge you to try to go beyond the scope of the of stereotype and tropes and make it your own. Make make a good story. There you go. Cool. I cost me. Do you? <laughs> Maybe yeah. we might have to have you on set for a couple days. <laughs> there you go. There you um, go. So that was, uh, I think that's pretty good advice too. Um, oh, producer Mike's back. Hey, Mike. <laughs> good. Uh, Man, we're we, about we had, we had so much stuff to say about you behind your back. It was incredible, Mike. Wow. It is the toxic horror show, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we've been, uh, We've been pretty light so far, I think. Uh, <laughs> um, Mike, what do you think? We're almost at the hour mark, so I just wanted to make sure that we covered everything with him while we have him here and got to promote everything that we have. Did you want to show his book cover again just so people can see uh -huh. the uh, the artwork? I can do that. I also have the the promo uh, yeah, the promo from YouTube I pulled if you want to. I took my two yeah, favorite yeah, 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 let's play yeah. that. I took my two favorite things, ACDC and and, and Sackhead Jason, put them together. There's that. And then we'll play the promo. <laughs> awesome. One more. Okay. Here you go. And I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. Straight about Jason. His body was never recovered. The quiet the little community in the lake was shocked today with reports of a grisly mass murder scene. Eight corpses have been discovered in what has already been called the most brutal and heinous crime in local history. A police spokesman told Ion News that they've been combing the area since just before dawn and are afraid that their gruesome discovery is just the beginning. however, were baffled by the brutality of the killings. Bodies were found literally strewn over the four-square-mile campground in the remote lake region. <laughs> How cool is that? Thanks, guys. So I who, appreciate it. Who helped you? Did you put that together uh, alone, or did, did you have help with that? It's all you? All me. Yeah, cool. all me. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate your time, and uh, <laughs> I appreciate your support. Thank you so much. We'd love to have you back on sometime if you want to uh, promote the book some more or if you have any conventions coming out that you want to talk about. We'd love to have you pop on, even if it's for you know 10 minutes on a future episode or whatever you need. 
Thanks, guys. And I, I apologize for the microphone mishap at the beginning. So awkward. I oh, that's okay. All right. All right. <laughs> it's no problem. Thank no you. Worries. All, right. All right, guys. Catch right. you next time. Okay, guys. See ya. See ya. So, Mike, what'd you think? Pretty cool, huh? I enjoyed it. I did pull some clips from part two. Because you did, did say I'm pulling clips. Oh, yeah. I, pulled, right. <laughs> I, I, pulled, I pulled the uncut version of the Jeff Sandra kill. I, I pulled the cripple kill because that's my personal favorite. I cheer every time he dies. And uh, what else? Oh, and then the uh, another part uh, that's kind of one of my favorites I pulled. But we can, you know, they're here if you, you know. But. Should I... Uh... Should I comment on the um the uh the the troll that I have tonight? <laughs> um, wait, do you have a troll in the chat? Because I haven't noticed. I have a Facebook troll. Yeah. Um. So this is stuff that we've talked about on the show, and you're more than welcome to come on the show and say whatever you want to say about me. Well, uh, we invite everybody before, onto the show. Yeah. Well, before you do that, can can I talk about the the two fake accounts today that were. Sure. <laughs> comments on um a bunch of uh poop emojis on the po talks with uh with aaron hawkins and chris shern and oh, okay. uh, somebody else left like 26 comments of just like single letters and shit emojis on episode six of the toxic horror show <laughs> so, there <laughs> well, you go. it's it's in case you haven't noticed, we cut back from talking about certain people because we uh, we just didn't want to um, to deal with it, and uh, we thought that we were giving them too much attention. So we took a step back for, uh, from all that, and now that we're not mentioning them, we're getting poop emojis. Right. Yeah, it's like they want us to keep talking, but we shouldn't because they don't deserve the attention. Is 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 the truth? They really don't. So what's what's with this? Now I'm gonna look in the comments because now I'm curious as to. Oh, is this okay? Oh, I like Cody's. I like Cody's comment. I do too. You're so <laughs> <troll>. <laughs> um, I have a legally binding domestic partnership. I have yet to try to reconcile. Uh, it, it actually expires after a certain amount of time. So you don't have to get it uh, like a divorce. Here's going to hate. I tell you, LOL. Yeah, no, it's somebody that I've been dealing with for a while. Um, she, like right now, she's saying that I'm abusive, which we've talked about on the show before. Um, it says that I have a legally binding domestic partnership, which is not true. I was in a dom uh, domestic partnership, but it, it expires after a certain amount of time. So it's no longer binding. I don't have to reach out to the person. The person that I had the, uh, the partnership with me has never reached out to me about it because there's nothing to deal with. It's all it expires. I have not been dealing with him for a while. I haven't spoken to him for years. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Go back People to not dealing with me. Things go. It just seems, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't. I don't get I'll it. Gladly, I will gladly post evidence of this. Well, you go ahead and post evidence of it. And you're welcome to come on the show and tell the whole world you have an audience. So there you go. <laughs> it's it's. Uh... Oh God, people in the uh, 
Right. It just gets ridiculous with some people, man. I just don't, you know. Right. And for me, it's uh, it's not one or two people. It's a whole bunch of people that I think are, are, are probably after me. He asked for me to put this out there. I, I, I haven't. Well, you just said that it reached out next on Maury. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, I have not asked this person to put anything out there. Um, but again, you're more than welcome to come on the show and I will not talk over you. You can say whatever you want to. I mean, we've done that um, several times. We have Diggs BTW. I'm not sure who that is. Hey, what's up, G? If it's a bunch of people, maybe you're the problem. Um, yeah, maybe I'm the problem. Fine, you win. Go away. <laughs> Oh, what do I care? <laughs> what do I care? Uh, eight, eight viewers. Oh, my gosh. Bringing them in. Um, what the hell? <laughs> Somebody just messaged me on Skype asking me to uh, take off their jeans. And do I want to see them in their underwear? What the fuck? I don't know uh, who you are. Okay. I said you reached out to me and that is asking for me to put this out there. Okay. You're not the problem, Ethan. No, I know I'm not the problem because I'm not leaving comments on other people's pages. You know, I'm live right now with uh, my friends trying to do a straight show because everybody complains when we do something over the top. And then you have trolls coming in anyway to do the same thing that they always do. You know what? That's a great time to mention the Patreon because the over the top shit is going to be behind a paywall now. That's right. (laughs) That's right. So uh, if you're wondering why it's so uh, low-key tonight and tame, uh, the off-the-wall uh, portion of the, the show is going to be um, exclusive to Patreon supporters. So we've given, I think, almost 30 hours worth of free footage on YouTube for those of you that have not signed up for Patreon. But starting on Friday and moving forward, um, it is only $3 a month for you to to sign up to get all the benefits, including the off the wall portion of the um, toxic horror show, which is typically from 11 to 3 AM, but you will have access to it uh, whenever you want to check it out. And uh, you also get exclusive content from the other shows. And I think limited access to pay-per-views. Is that how it works? Um, No, I think no, they'll still have full access to pay-per-views. It's just, um, the five dollar tier is the one where you get them at fifty uh, percent off. You get one free and then fifty percent off for each additional one. Okay. Which oh, I, well I guess I can announce it now because I I, I cleared it with uh, with Cripple Cody and uh, Joe as of yesterday. But their uh, controversial conversations um, pay per view where they go off about a bunch of different. Uh, topics is happening on january 28th so i should have um tickets in that available starting friday so and we can do a giveaway or whatever and and give a few away you know seat wise but those should be available starting friday okay cool so we can give some away to the uh, the viewers friday Oh, Sweet. Yeah. And uh, Friday is going to be a pretty packed show, too. <clears throat> I think we have like three or four guests coming on, um, maybe more at this point. But we'll have uh, Aaron Hawkins co-host. Uh, he's directing Evil Lurks. And then we'll have uh, several other guests on that night. I believe a filmmaker, uh, clothing line, uh, clothing designer, and a um, more, <laughs> more again, I'm a troll, too. 
uh, and a um, a magician doing magic tricks throughout the show. So come back Friday, check it out. Uh, we'll be on for free from uh, nine to eleven as usual. And then the uh, the paid portion of the show would be from eleven on. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, well, uh, trolls. Anyone want to see the arrest record? Let me know. I'll send it to anyone who asks. Uh, good luck with your mom's basement. So, if anyone is interested in seeing what Sam has to show you, uh, you're more than welcome to to message her and to, to ask us about it on the show or to come on the show or whatever you want. Very public about everything. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Skype is working tonight because I did update it, so <laughs> we can get calls. Unlike yeah, we have. On, uh, Oh, that's Sack. the other thing. You can call in too. So if Sam wants to call in and talk to you guys, the the numbers at the bottom of the of the screen, two one five two four zero seven eight three nine. You can call in and uh, say whatever you want to say. Yeah. Let me just make sure. Yep, it's up. <laughs> And it's up because I'm getting solicited in Skype chat. <laughs> so um, we have a uh, campaign running right now for Blood Loss, Friday the 13th fan film. Uh, it's on Indiegogo Live. Uh, we're currently at 770. We're trying to break the 1,000 mark. And we have a couple of specials going for oh. Friday the 13th. So Friday yeah. is... Uh, Friday the 13th and we're promoting uh, <laughs> Morgan's like somebody call. Uh, yeah. Anybody is more than welcome to call in and to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, as far as I've, I see it, we've already talked about this on the show. So it would just boost views for me. Uh, Friday the 13th special offer only $130 for co-producer IMDB credit. I think it's one of the best co-producer deals on Indiegogo. Uh, if you compare it to other people, it's way mm. cheaper. Um, and then that is uh, deal number one. And then deal number two is a digital download combo. Uh, there it is. Uh, so you get a digital download of the movie plus a shout out post on Facebook. And that's only $13. How cool is that? Now, is that just for tomorrow or is that continuing like through the weekend? Um, I'll probably do it through the weekend just to give people a chance to see this, check it out, decide whether or not they want to do it. If they do, it'll be there for them. And then uh, it'll end after the weekend. So let's say Sunday and then we'll pull it down. Cool. And the audio version of this will go live on Friday. Yeah, we saw I, I got an early uh, preview of Roads on the Rocks, too. And that was pretty cool. You did. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so John Rhodes does Rhodes on the Rocks, and he has a whole show based around Friday the 13th. And he's doing like a Freddy Krueger voice, and there's a, an ad for Blood Loss yeah. in it. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, so that's featuring an ad from myself, uh, Maddie uh, Zabawa, Matt uh, Goldbranson, and uh, Maximilian Powers, too. Okay, so he okay he did do that. He told me it was gonna. Yeah, it's in his uh his bonus um 
I guess it's like bonus space on the show. <laughs> he said it. I, I mean, he sent it to me. I scheduled it. I uploaded it, but I have not listened yet. So, I <laughs> yeah, I listened to it. It's pretty fun, actually. The first band on there is uh, Ice Nine Kills, and I didn't know who it was, and I asked him about it. He told me, and they're actually from here, or some of the members are from from here. So. There really? were two bands. Yeah, they were Ice Nine Kills, and they were Remembered Tomorrow, and then they combined at one point. And then I think some of the members left or something, but yeah, it's pretty cool to hear them. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever... Yeah, I don't think I've heard too much. I might have heard a song or two from Ice Nine Kills, but I don't think I've heard too much. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, so yeah, guys, check that out. I'll share it on the uh, the channel for you. Um, what do we, I mean, we have anything else to share? We sponsor. Uh, oh yeah, we have the sponsor. Do not forget that. <laughs> Pure spectrum CBD.com. Uh, so guys, this is where you get your CBD stuff from. Seriously. Yes. Free shipping on all domestic orders over a hundred dollars. That's a deal in and of itself. But then if you use the code RIR network, you save an additional 15%. How cool is that? That's awesome. Yeah. So, so guys, when I'm done going live on Facebook and being, uh, uh, whenever I walk away from a situation where somebody attempts to humiliate me in front of hundreds of people, I always Mm. need a little drip of this, uh, the CBD stuff. And I personally, I get my orders from PureSpectrumCBD.com. Uh, I use the code RIR Network because I like to save 15% on it. I suggest you guys do the same thing. I'm sure some of you will need it after this episode, too. Yes, probably. <laughs> I know, I know for sure. I know, I know what I'm doing as soon as we hit stop. <laughs> Pop up there here, it right? is. Oh, wait, that's not even the right. There, wait, the logo. Boom. Here it is. There. There it is. Pure Spectrum. Uh, just proof that. It's actually a, a product that Mike uses, and um, yeah. So, did you use the code RIR Network? We still have a few viewers. Um, what time is it? It is nine nineteen. So we still have some time. If anybody wants to call in and uh, talk about me, expose me for being the evil, awful person that I am, or if you want to ask questions about blood loss, feel free. Uh, he, uh, Morgan says, I can't see any comments trolling. That's because Morgan's on YouTube and the trolls are on Facebook. I told you oh, we're, sp- we're spread okay. out. Yeah, we're spread out this week. So um, definitely uh, make sure that you guys are watching on all the devices. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just do what I do. Open yeah. up all the devices all at once. You guys can see everything you want to see. Um, but yeah, we've talked about uh, my history with people more than once, I think. And you guys can check out previous episodes and hear all about that. But if anybody wants to call in and uh, talk about me or make fun of me or expose me or uh, humiliate me or uh, troll or whatever you want, the phone number is at the bottom of the screen. It's 215-240-7839. And we give you a chance to talk. I don't yell and scream over you or anything like that. You can call in, say whatever you want to. And uh, we'll just we'll we'll listen to it, and then I'll probably make fun of you. But uh, we'll at least give you the chance to say whatever you want to say, yeah. or you can call and rip on this guy. You can call and rip on him too. This is Cody Corley. He has a uh, GoFundMe account. He's severely disabled. Relies on um, uh, what do they call that? Is it SSI? 
Um, he has limited funds yeah. that he gets from the from the government, and it's just not enough to live off of. No. So we try to help share this uh, GoFundMe account as much as possible. It's GoFundMe.com backslash help Cody out. And the extra money goes a long way for him. It really does. And, uh, he actually just got, oh, what did he get? He will not be on the computer until the weekend, apparently. Did Morgan just say my face is too big for my head? <laughs> I did see that. I thought he meant did he Paul mean says, you? I'm glad you guys finally got rid of that plain white wall. Paul's not been watching the show. Paul, we've had this thing up for weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you. Um, but, yeah, anybody that wants to call in will be live again Friday. You guys can get your friends together, come up with a plan, call in Friday, and expose me. In fact, I think it would probably bring in some extra views. So <laughs> go ahead. Probably and guys, will. don't don't think that uh, I have a posse that's going to jump on you if you call in to, to tell me what an awful person I am. There are a lot of people out there that don't like me. I accept that. Okay? I get it. I understand. I accept it for, for what it is. Um, and you're more than welcome to get all of them together and call in all at once. I actually, I think that would be a fun show. <laughs> yeah. We would just go one to one, you know, one to the next, to the next, to the next. To the next. <laughs> In fact, I think we did that on Cody's hot seat once. Segment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've done it before. You guys can call in and say whatever you want to. Um, during that episode, I was talking over people. That was the first time, though. I don't know. I didn't know any better. Uh, Mike just put me on mute, so I had to sit there and listen to it. And then when I came back, we just uh, I tried to give everybody a chance to yell at me. So, yeah, guys, you can line up and call in all at once if you want to. And uh, I think Mike would be happy with that. <laughs> I mean, it'd be like, there's a caller. There's another caller, another caller, another caller, another caller. Wow. Yeah, That's for cool. sure. Yeah, no, Sam's exposed me for the evil person that I am tonight. Uh, Rob says, I have a new respect for you. I think Rob means me. I'm not sure. I hope so. Um, Morgan says, is it true you have a pentagram painted in blood in your basement? Uh, it's not in the basement. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I'm not in a basement. <laughs> uh, let's see. Guys, uh, feel free, call in. I don't know what where to go with the show right now because it's been so, uh, so different. This was just a, uh, I mean, when did we plan this? Like a couple days ago? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was a couple days ago. Mike's like, hey, do you want to come on Wednesday? And I'm like, well, we don't normally do Wednesdays, but we'll we'll give it a shot. Mandy's not on tonight because she had a uh, had stuff to do at work. So she got out late, and then she, she joined in the comment section. Now I'm sure she's, uh, she's off talking to Sam or something. Uh, <laughs> I just checked in quickly before work. Uh, thank you for watching. Uh, we actually had somebody that wrote a, a book retrospective on Friday the 13th part two on the show. I know Rob likes uh, Friday the 13th part two. So might want to go back and watch the, the earlier parts of the, the episode to, to find out what we're talking about, but I think you'd enjoy it. There it is. Sackhead, a definitive retrospective on Friday the 13th part two. Um, we had Rob uh, Ron on tonight with us, and he was a great guest. I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. And the pr the book uh, the book is priced right. I don't know if you saw, but there's a Halloween three book that Tommy Lee Wallace wrote that's self published through Amazon. You know, and uh, 
or Bear Manor, which I think is affiliated with a self-publishing type like Amazon is. And they're charging like 50 some dollars for a paperback. And I mm. believe the, uh, the Ron's book is, I want to say 1899. Yeah, I think it's 1899. So that's not bad at all. Awesome. Yeah. I know a lot of the original Halloween books sell for like hundreds of dollars, depending on the condition. They're super mm-hmm. rare. <clears throat> and there's a, a market of collectors that, um, that buy those and trade them and stuff. So that's probably why he's going for the $50 deal. How much is this, uh, this sackhead book? It is, I'm going to, well, you know what? If you give me a second, I'll tell you because I, uh, like I said, I want to make sure that I give you the right, uh, hold on. I want to make sure that I give the right price. Um, let's see. Oh, it's eighteen ninety nine. Yeah, it's eighteen ninety nine. So under twenty dollars. I mean, you can't beat that. No, you really can't. So yeah, hopefully mine gets here early enough tomorrow so I can, you know, rip into it and hopefully get through a, you know a good bit of it tomorrow. Paul says Hillbilly Jason, eighteen ninety nine, and Morgan says we might have an article in Any Last Words magazine by Joe Gonzalez for February featuring that movie that I'm not mentioning. Fingers crossed. Awesome, wow. <laughs> Morgan, come on the show. We'll talk about the movie. <laughs> yes, come on, Morgan. You know you want to. <laughs> we'll give you more chicken if you come on, Morgan. More oh yeah, he won. He loves KFC. He won KFC on one of the the last episodes, right? Was that near uh, duels? Near duels, or yeah. no? It was the crossover one with the oh. two of them? Yeah, it was the trivia thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Morgan, I will give you more chicken if you come. On. I will, I will spring for a gift card for chicken all myself if you come on this show to talk about the movie that shall not be named. There you go. Sweet. Um, what else do we have going on? Uh, recently had a mind jacked episode. That was pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That That's Thursdays now. Don't, don't mind me. <laughs> I'm so all discombobulated from everything like switching days and, oh, and, uh, the Southern takeover thing that was on last night starting next week will now be on Mondays. That's pretty because... good too. Yeah, that was, uh. That was interesting. I'm really surprised at the the numbers that that's bringing in. I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, what else did we have? We had Col- Cody's Cold Couch about a week or two ago. We just had a, a new Sunday show episode on this past Sunday. That one's doing well. We had uh, oh, and the hot seat was good. Is is doing good too? Really good. Yeah, Cody's hot seat. Uh, Mandy was on the last episode. Um, I know Cody had fun. I think Mandy had fun too. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul says he's shocked Morgan hasn't been on. Morgan doesn't do live episodes. He doesn't like going live. Um, but he's never called in either. Why don't you just call in? <laughs> call in, talk about the movie. Yeah, we don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to see you or something. Or you know, it's just give us a call. We 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 want to talk to you. 
right? <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure I don't know if 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 Cody um, contacted Sushi yet because, well, he sent me pictures. I'll have to load them in for Friday if everybody wants to see them. But well, he told me that I could talk about it, so he he had a uh, a thing done, and he's uh, he has like a brain scan thing going on for the next few days. So he's wearing like all these things on his head. It's it's weird. Cody has a brain scan thing going on. He's getting like an EEG or something like that. Hmm. And he's like they're they're measuring it for like three days or something. So he's got to wear like a cap full of like electrodes. I'm thinking it's like uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night three, the brain cap that uh, Ricky wore in that one. Not to Morgan says <laughs> Morgan says he's building drama for a future episode. That'll be good. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> just, just keep building. Just keep yeah. Building. Just let it build up and then uh, wait a year, like Sam did, and then come out with it. <laughs> um, or years or whatever she said. So um, still have about a half hour to kill if you wanted to stay on. <clears throat> um. So this was kind of a, a test run too for for Friday night. If you guys are wondering why we don't have more plan, um, so we're we're doing some different things on Friday, and we wanted to <clears throat> to make sure everything was working for for when we go live. So the show is being streamed to my Facebook profile. It's public, so all these haters can come out of nowhere and leave comments, call in, whatever they want to do. Um, it's also uh, being streamed on the. The Rabbit Red Facebook page, as usual, and on YouTube under Red, uh, Rabbit Red Radio. So we're uh, just doing it in in an effort to reach more viewers and to get the word out there about the the other shows that we have on the network and to promote the Patreon account. Um, Mandy will be back on Friday with me. Um, and what else? What else do we have going on? <clears throat> sponsors. We're opening new sponsors too, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Always yeah. open up to sponsors. Yeah, guys, reach out to Mike. It's not a bad way to get um, your your product out there. Um, to have your logo in, in the beginning of the the shows or mentioned during the show or whatever. I mean, we've probably shared the Pure Spectrum thing like 200 times by now, and they haven't been a sponsor for that long. So no. it's not – it's really – I mean, the deal that they have is pretty good. I think too good. <laughs> but guys, if, you, yeah. if you're interested, send Mike a message on Facebook and talk to him. That's my advice. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're lucky they got this deal because, you know, others may not get one that's this good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty, yeah. uh, pretty good deal, I think. Um, and I mean, we're constantly sharing them in our stories on Facebook, promoting them during every episode lately of on uh, Rabbit Red, like all the different shows, not just this show. So it's been spread around as much as we can. Um, we have a, a picture that we share. We'll be making videos that we can share and just going from there. And I might have um, testimonials coming in from a few people that we can actually make into like videos that we can you know make for promos or whatever that'd be good uh paul rasso who is uh also on rabbit red radio has been using pure spectrum lately and he says pure spectrum oil has improved his back so he was talk talking about that on a different episode on a different show i mean and he was saying that um 
helped his knees too. So it helped his knees and then almost uh, removed the pain from his back completely. Hmm. Yeah, that's. I know my knees are shot to shit and helps with my knees too. So. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't awesome. know why I kneel so much because that doesn't fucking help them either. <laughs> but I can't stop, you know. Hey, uh, I hate to keep mentioning blood loss, but uh, it's almost Friday the 13th, and we have this live yes. Indiegogo thing going on, so I, I just can't help it. So we have a new, a brand new cast member that we uh, announced a couple days ago, Vic- Victoria Elia, and she oh, has a, a video on YouTube. I should have pulled it. You know what? We can show it, though. I can, I, I'll just pull it up if you want to show it. Show yeah, it or, let's show it. Yeah. yeah, I can. I can. It'll take me one second. Just have to go to YouTube. Morgan says, Rabbit and Red is the only place that don't support his movie that I'm not mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> we've supported it. We've supported the shit out of it. I've been talking about that movie for a year, I think. Every time I went live on Facebook, Morgan was always in the comments. I always supported the movie. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's crazy talk. That's what I said. Let me see. <laughs> Full screen. Oh, shit. Why does this... Okay. It's like as soon as I go to full screen... Oh, I can't go to full screen yet because then I can't get to the other page. Hold on. We'll get here. Um, preset. No. Yeah. Present. And share screen. I'm getting the hang of this finally. Cool. So he's pulling up a video from Victoria Elia, who is a new cast member on Blood Loss. She made a promo video for the movie. And we're just... Oh, I think it's... Is this it? Yep. This oh my god. It. Guys, watch this. Hi, everybody. I'm Victoria Estelle Elia, and I am part of the cast for the upcoming Friday the 13th fan film, Blood Loss. I'm an actress and singer from Rochester, New York. I've been acting since high school, starting off in plays. I expanded more into film when I reached college and I loved it so much that I decided to study theater and acting at SUNY Fredonia. My most recent project is the mockumentary style short film, Buffalo Worm, Unearthing the Unexplained, which is available on YouTube now. I'm especially proud of this because we did this in under 74 hours and we turned out with something pretty dang good. Shameless plug, but now on to the main topic of this video. So with Blood Loss being a fan film, it would only be natural to ask the fans for help because it would not be anything without you guys. So here I am asking you guys to donate today. There's the Indiegogo campaign below this video. If you choose to donate, we have a lot of really cool perks. Check them out. And, you know, if you can't donate, that's all right. Even a share goes such a long way. Well, thank you for listening. And I cannot wait to make this killer film for you all. Bye. <laughs> donate today on Indiegogo. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's pretty cool. Um, we'll get those guys back on the show uh, more in the future. Uh, Morgan says, too bad you can't show my teaser. It's cool, though. I still support. Morgan, you haven't been on the show. If you come on the show, we'll show it. <laughs> Everybody else who's had their trailer played has also been on the show. 
right? That's yeah. I'm well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, even uh, certain people who uh, made epic uh, films like Something Forever have uh, you know been on the show. Yeah, we played <laughs> we played Sequanda forever, and even that guy was on one of the shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. He seemed like Taco Bell very much. Um. Oh my god! Oh uh, yeah. Anyway, um. So, uh, what do you think, Cody Robinson? And for the five hundred dollar blood loss perk, you'll get a sweet hardcover copy of the Rabbit and Red Coffee Table book featuring all the network's arrest records. Zach, now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, I'm down oh, for wow. it. For only five hundred dollars. <laughs> That, that's that's a good deal guys for everybody that's interested there's a new perk on the campaign uh for only five hundred dollars you'll get a sweet hardcover copy of the rabbit and red coffee table book featuring all of the network's arrest records act now so what do you guys think about that you want to call in and talk about it mm-hmm. <laughs> i really i don't get these keyboard people like just the numbers <laughs> right here it says call in Call in. Right, just call in. Yeah, no, you're more than welcome to call in or come on the show. We'd gladly have you on the show to talk shit to me if you want. I think it'd make for a good show. In fact, I know it would. Please, <laughs> if anybody wants to call in. You don't even have show. to have the camera on if they don't want to show their face or whatever. Yeah, I, I'd rather see their face if they wanted to come on the show. I mean, even Rob's come on the show. I mean, Rob's been on the show twice now i think and he called in once yeah i think yeah i think yeah right. um morgan says i wish i had a phone i'm poor he doesn't have a phone paul <laughs> says i've always felt that being arrested is a rite of passage <laughs> well well i've talked about all that stuff like if you guys haven't seen uh the episode with well, Cody's hot seat. If you haven't seen me on Cody's hot seat, I don't know what you're doing on this this show. You got to see that one first because it just leads into this. Um, so yeah, I I definitely talked about it that night. I might have talked about it with Aaron on the Poe Talks episode. I can't remember, so you guys are, will have to uh, go back and watch that episode and let me know. I can't remember either. I have to go back and watch it because I don't remember. I don't know, but I know Cody mentioned it, and I didn't. I didn't have a problem talking about it. So if anybody wants to come on and accuse me of doing stuff or whatever you want, be more than you're more than welcome to come on the on the show and talk to me. Um, let's see, anything? Uh, what do we have coming up on Rabbit and Red? Um, well. There's Toxic Horror Friday. There's a another Sunday show on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, the Roads on the Rocks Friday the 13th special will be on, I believe that's scheduled to drop at midnight on Spotify and all that stuff on Friday the 13th. And it'll also be on the streaming station on the website at uh, midnight on Friday the 13th too. And other times throughout the day so morgan wants to know how many times i've been arrested well morgan we have a book that you can buy it's only a like 500 uh charge for that guy and you can see all of the the arrest re- records or if you come on the show and you ask me i'll tell you whatever you you want to know <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is this 
This is a great show, though, isn't it? Not just tonight. Really I just is. mean in general, isn't it? No, it also, is. Do you it remember really your is. prison number and cell? Do I re- remember my prison number and cell block? Um, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't remember the prison uh, name or the number or the cell block. <laughs> Yeah, but I know we've had you posted the the campaigns, you know, gaining a lot of steam. I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah, me too. Um, I know a lot of people are trying to hold it back. That's for sure. And we're still doing okay despite that, which is, I think, a testament to how much we're how passionate we are about sharing the campaign and talking about it, promoting it. Um, you know, just in spite. Of what of what's going on behind the scenes with some of those people that just don't want to see it succeed. Yeah, the the, the idiots. <laughs> yep. Don't mind me; my knees are killing me, so I'm sitting down. You know what helped that? A little bit of CBD from from uh, Pure Spectrum. Um, yeah, but we have a, uh, full show planned on Friday. It won't be like this. This is kind of like impromptu. Um, Friday would be the regular six hour marathon. Um, Paul says, I wish people would just move on and let people do their thing in peace. What's that? I said for an impromptu, it still turned out pretty well. So I think it's pretty good. I mean, we had our hour interview and then now we're kind of, this is kind of off the rails. Um, yeah. I'm I'm actually I've been trying to hold back. I was holding back during the first part too, and just like just letting him do his thing because I mean, he's doing a good job of uh, talking about the book and everything. Um, but Friday is going to be a little bit different. Paul says, "I wish people would just move on and let people do their thing in peace." Um, yeah, I do too, um, especially um, when it comes to people saying that they haven't talked to me in a year or years or haven't seen me in years. You know, the person that was on the screen was um, somebody that I haven't seen in over a decade, literally. I mean, I think I was 18 the last time I saw that person. I'm 31 today. So that's 13 years ago that I last saw the person. And here they are popping up on Facebook to tell you guys whatever they feel like saying because they're bored tonight or whatever the fuck. I mean, I've been live 200 times over the past year. Nobody popped up. (laughs) You know, that person didn't pop up. You know what I mean? Right. So and there you go. 13 years. I thought all that stuff like was like seven or less in terms of years. So I don't understand. You know, if I'm not mistaken, the last time I saw that person was when I was 18 and I'm 31 now. Yeah. that's <laughs> Cody says pure, pure spectrum CBD cured my helium fetish. Yeah, it'll do that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't mind talking about that stuff. I know it'll get views. You know, people want to hear the 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 dirty. <laughs> they like the dirt, um, and I, you know, I don't have anything to hide, so that's why I invite them to come on the show or to to, to call the number and talk to us or whatever they want. I didn't ask anybody to be blocked or to be restricted or anything. Yeah, I'm the one that. Uh, what is it? I'm the one that blocks people for what? <laughs> yeah, Mike normally blocks people. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I just don't have anything to hide, and I don't care, you know, what these people are saying. Like I said, that's somebody I haven't seen in 13 years, and they're just 
coming on just to shit on me, just to shit on me, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's like they're not happy unless they're, uh, you know, causing right. trouble. Right, they they see that I'm live and we have a few viewers, and then they're like, "Oh, let's shit on him." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's fine because this is the show for it. <laughs> yeah. If mm-hmm. this was uh, if this was the Sunday show, that'd be wrong. But it's the Toxic <laughs> Horror Show, so you can. What's the synopsis for Bloodline? Morgan, are you? Did you look at the campaign? Look at the ending, Morgan. You watch every episode. <laughs> yeah so uh camp crystal lakes being reopened after a fatal uh accident left a parent without a child um now people are dying and uh bodies are coming up and that's about it for morgan morgan you come on and tell us more about how viral I'll tell you more about blood loss or read the indiegogo campaign it's there too yeah <laughs> Rhodes actually was talking to me. He he's he told me he's like, you know, I I I think I know how blood loss should end. I'm like, okay. So he told me, and I think he's gonna tell you at some point. Like, he's gonna Who? give you uh, Rhodes. Oh, I, rocks. Yeah, I like his show. I talked to him a, a little bit about it. Um, he's pretty nice. Yeah, no, he's 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 very nice. It's just uh. You know, sometimes, well, I mean, he it just uh, takes him a while with his with his writing, but he's uh, he's getting better with it because he's working on something, and he sent me a few pages the other day, so it seems like he's uh, starting to uh, you know get things done. So that's always good. The truth about uh, blood loss is that a lot of it depends on how well the Indiegogo campaign does. Because if I can't if I can't afford to do certain things, I don't want to tell you guys that it's going in one direction, and then we decide that we can't do it that way, and we take it in a different direction. I don't want to half-ass the movie, um, mm-hmm. so instead of doing like lame lame kills or FX or not having the locations that uh, I'd like to get or whatever, um, I'd rather just try to stay in reality as much as possible. And you know, I know that I can't do everything that I would want to do, um, you know, especially if we aren't able to, to raise a bit more with the Indiegogo campaign. Uh, Cody Robinson says, Rabbit Red Network, your home for all the top tier shit shows. Uh, this is it. This is it. Yeah, no. Um, Paul says, I think Robinson is high. I think Robinson's been taking drips of that CBD stuff. He may have. It's actually been... Uh, over a year since the last time I smoked. So I was a pretty heavy smoker and I quit, um, over a year ago. So I think it's been like 13 months. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I used to, used to smoke CBD and all that stuff and I gave it up. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, uh, I tried smoking. It did not work out well. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I was, I, gummy sometimes because smoking does not like oh. I was doing it and I was like coughing all night long and I'm like I cannot I can't do it I cannot do it um 
Yeah, no, I, I was pretty heavy into it. And I uh, quit cold turkey, just decided it was too much money, um, wanted to focus on other things in life, like being on the Rabbit and Red Network. And so um, gave it up. And honestly, I, I put on like over 75 pounds. Hmm. Yeah, so if you guys go back well, and watch. You give it up like cold turkey though because i know that that's still it was awful yeah it was awful um i would lay on the couch watch tv people talk to me and i'd be grumpy you know um i put on a lot of weight since then i went back to the movies it was like the first time i'd been to a movie theater in like a decade um i went to uh play i went and saw a christmas carol last year and then again this year it was the first time i'd done that in a long time um, went out to restaurants, started eating again, um, started socializing more, just stopped. You know, I used to just sit in the room for hours and hours and hours alone, and just work on music at the computer and kind of stopped doing that. Um, yeah, I mean, my I didn't like the way my face looked at that point. I was just too skinny and dehydrated and just didn't like it. Mm. Yeah. So it's uh it's not something I've talked about really on any I don't think I've ever talked about it on the shows, but you know, there's a lot more to it. Um maybe people trying to drop uh drop bombs on the show or whatever is kind of got me to talk about some stuff more, but yeah, it's uh, something I gave up for the better. And I don't put anyone down that does it either. You know, it's not that's something I frown on. Um, you guys do whatever makes you feel, whatever is right for you. Right. Yeah. They, uh... Wow. I mean, I'm still shocked that you do like, because I know that that like that stuff is like. Uh... I mean, I saw somebody on Facebook, one of my friends, that's that I don't really even talk to. Mm-hmm. And they're they gave you know they gave it up. And they are like going through withdrawals, and I'm like, I didn't even think there was withdrawals, but I guess there is. Holy shit! Yeah, it gets pretty bad. Um, so Morgan's asking where Mandy is. Mandy had to work late tonight. Um, she was in the in the feed. I think she's doing stuff around the house though. Um, yeah, no, I quit cold turkey. Um, it was difficult. I was a heavy smoker for, for like 15 years. I spent so much money on it. Like I could have bought, could have bought these, everybody in the comment section of house probably, <laughs> you know, not literally, but I mean, it was, it was bad. Like I spent a lot mm-hmm. of money on it and um, just gave it up because I figured it, there are better things to do with my time. Um, and again, uh, everybody's different, not telling anybody out there what to do. You do whatever's right for you. Jerry Limpo, Mike, why aren't you on your duels anymore? Too busy? What? I was on near... Wait, was I on near... Yeah. Wait, no. I wasn't on near do wells. Wait, where was I? Oh, no, 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 no. The last near do wells, she was in the hospital, my mom was, so I wasn't on for that reason. But, um, the next near do wells, I'll be there bothering them, especially your husband, because I, I love annoying the hell out of them. It's fun. So you'll be on the next episode? Oh yeah, I'll pop in. And I'll be on, the- on the Sunday show on Sunday too. All right, you guys heard it live here. 
Um, hold them to it. It'll be on the Sunday show. <laughs> just kidding. I'm yeah, sure you'll, on you'll be on the show. <laughs> I wasn't um, on this past weekend just because I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't on, but I'll be on the next one. Cool. So. Th- I think we have about 12 minutes left if we're uh, ending at 10. So yeah, is there that. anything we should cover? Let me see. Um, I saw also, that. He missed you. Oh, you did? Did you like yeah, it? I, I really, you know, I was kind of skeptical in the beginning because I wasn't sure, like, if they were going to go down the Chucky road or anything like that. But it was actually pretty decent. Like, it wasn't Chucky. It was really kind of, it was like a different type of of movie. I, I really, I liked it. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. A lot better. Cool. Um, yeah. Paul missed you last Sunday. So this Sunday, you'll be on. Everybody yeah. seems to have missed you from Sunday. I'll, I'll be on. <laughs> I just have to, like, remember to, uh, that we start. See, the problem is, like, I'm, I mean, I'm up early, usually, like every day, but like just sometimes jumping on a show at, well, for him, because he's central, it's 830. So it's 930 here, but it's just sometimes it's just, uh, I don't, you know, I'm just, Morgan's, like, you know, Morgan says he's on Facebook. And he only sees his comment. Morgan's out troll hunting. He's trying to find the comments from earlier. Uh, so it's probably on my profile. If you, if you go to my profile on the video, it could be there. If not, then check the rabbit and run one. I think it's on mine, though. <clears throat> yeah, probably. Morgan I mean... just wants the dirt. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Like Whatever people want to say, whatever they want to talk about, I don't have anything to hide. And come on the show, we'll talk about it, leave comments. I'll, I'll mention whatever, you're, whatever garbage you, you want to say. <clears throat> it was somebody that popped up says he's bored okay so you're bored so that makes it okay no um it was somebody that i haven't seen in 13 years pop up and left a comment it's sam Warren, it's on the feed here on fa- yeah paul says it's on uh facebook if it's sam aaron tell morgan wellborn it's on the feed here on facebook everyone check out the all new rabbit red southern takeover on monday Is that Sam Aaron though? Is that a real name? Because it doesn't seem like it doesn't sound real to me. Be back live on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, we're here. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So Paul says the comments on Facebook. <clears throat> so that's a girl I haven't seen in 13 years. She said that I messaged her a year ago, so that forced her to pop up and say whatever shit she said tonight. So if that's the logic you want to run with. Um, she's there. You guys can send her a friend request and invite her on the show or whatever you want. Um, wait, is that a real name? Yeah, it's a real name. That's a real person. Yeah, but uh, it's weird because it's just, it's like two first names. That's because it's her middle name. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know why she does that. Uh, you guys would have to have her on to ask her. Um, I don't talk to her. 
Uh, Cody says, everyone check out the all-new Rabbit Red Southern Takeover on Monday at 7 p.m. and near duels on Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Shameless plug. Um, so I did that on Southern Takeover. I was like, hey, check out the, the show on Friday. The reason why I did that, I felt bad about it, was because I was kind of trolling somebody that was watching the show. So I knew that they wouldn't watch the show. Like, they had no interest and well, they'll watch the show, but they're going to pretend like they didn't watch the show. And so I left a comment saying like, hey, why don't you check out the show on Friday? And I knew it looked bad, but I was just being a jerk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely try to plug um, all the shows during Toxic Quarter Show. So everybody watches everybody else's show. Southern Takeover was great this past week, uh, this past episode. Uh, near do wells is always fun and then of course we have the sunday show coming up and i think cody has more hot seats planned too uh, morgan says this is mike's live uh thanks pale thanks paul okay he corrected it so morgan saying thank you he must have found the comments yeah. so yeah it's a real person um someone i haven't seen again in over a decade um that just popped up because she said that i messaged her a year ago and now it's this is payback for messaging her. Um, that's what she's saying. Paul Ress said, well, if we're plugging, Robinson and myself will be on Saturday the 21st. Yeah, I'm sure we'll advertise the show on Toxic Horror again. Um, we have a show on Friday. Every time we go live, we – I know we do six-hour marathons. Maybe you guys miss part of it sometimes. But we always try to plug the shows uh, during Toxic Horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a hater. I always post your store, your shows, my story, and I tag you guys all the time. You see it. What do you? Why am I even explaining this, Morgan? I'll be on live a week from never. Stay tuned. <clears throat> Morgan will never be live. <clears throat> Morgan will never be on the show. Um, I wish he'd come on the show just so people can see what he looks like. I mean, hear his voice. What if his voice like didn't match his picture? I mean. Well, I don't know. I don't think I've even seen his picture. Well, wait. No, I have seen his picture. I think. I, I went and looked at his pictures not too long ago, and I was like, oh, that's what he looks like. <laughs> He's a troll. Oh, I'm, I'm behind in the comments, I guess. It's... Uh, he yeah. says he's a troll. <laughs> Damn trolls. Yeah, they're like... Oh. <laughs> yeah monday uh friday night we'll have mandy back on the show we'll have a uh, live magic tricks they're going to be friday the 13th themed magic tricks um we have some people to interview about their movies um aaron hawkins will co-host he directed um evil lurks <clears throat> and then we'll have uh e-rock smith on which i've seen postings like i've seen people share his stuff over the past year but I didn't know much about him, so I thought it'd be fun to bring him on and see see who the person is behind a profile. Um, so that might be interesting. Uh, but then we'll we'll do the nine to eleven show on Facebook and YouTube for free, and then eleven on is exclusive to the Patreon supporters. So it's only three dollars a month, guys. Morgan says not to mention. He says please do not mention whatever movie he's working on. I beg you. Okay, we won't. Uh, Patreon, the Toxic Horror Off the Wall After Show. It's only three dollars a month. It's less than a dollar per episode. And uh, <clears throat> if we work it out, it's honestly by the time 
Patreon gets their cut, Mike gets his cut, and Mandy gets her cut. I'm probably making like a nickel per episode. So that's what you <laughs> that's what you guys are paying for pretty much. Uh, three bucks a month. Um, you get all the after show content plus exclusive content from the other shows. Uh, I think what's the there's a deal with pay-per-views too. I think you said it's like buy one, get one half off. Well, if you with the five dollar tier, if you sign up for that tier, you get one free, you get one free pay-per-view a month, <clears throat> and all other pay-per-views like for that month are fifty percent off. Because I want to try to get like um, I want to try to do like three or four different like pay-per-views a month. Honestly, um, that'd be cool. Like, well, I know like Cody and Joe are gonna do theirs. And if that works out, I'd like to do that maybe once a month. I'm trying to get like a VIP option up where that's going to be like the general for everybody who can just watch and comment, like to ask a question is going to be five bucks a ticket. But for 10 bucks and there's going to be five of those available, you can, um, you know, actually come on the show with them for a segment and, you know, bullshit or, uh, you know, join in on whatever topic they'll be discussing at that time or whatever. So that should be uh, something. I don't know. Cool. So to make sure I can do the different tiers of tickets because I set up the store and I just have to make sure that I can do all that other stuff. But that's why they'll be available Friday. I'll get all that stuff worked out tomorrow. <clears throat> so guys, check it out. The, uh, the Rabbit and Red Network's changing right so you're going to miss out on some of the, the content if, if you're not signed up for patreon um the lowest tier is only two dollars a month like you guys are going to spend more than two dollars on a cup of coffee or cheeseburgers <laughs> pack of gum or something so i mean why not spend the two dollars to get the exclusive content from i think near do wells and um the sunday show and cody's hot seat and all that stuff and then the Toxic Horror Show is only a dollar more. So for $3 a month, you get the Toxic Horror Show on top of that. For $5 a month, you get a free pay-per-view plus all the other stuff, plus half off the pay-per-views, plus you can come on a show if you want or whatever. It's a pretty good deal, right? I don't think anyone else has, has, has it set up so that their Patreon supporters become a part of the show the way that we do. Yeah, and I don't, I don't really know any other show besides the Toxic Order show that has people being uh, airbrushed live while we're doing interviews, or people on with pet squirrels, or magicians doing magic tricks, or um, any of this stuff. So I did don't not miss expect out. That. when that happened. I was like, "Holy shit!" Was that wow. the squirrel? Yeah, the squirrel and the uh, and the body painter. That was amazing steve doing that was great yeah we've done a lot of cool stuff i mean we've had great guests on um we don't we don't like sugarcoat anything no for especially for the off the wall segment um we've had cody on several times cody in and of himself is an attraction i think oh yeah <laughs> um yeah yeah but putting him in the mix sometimes is just you know great stuff um but yeah anyway guys three bucks a month you get the uh the toxic horror show after show plus all the exclusive content from the other shows you can't beat it 
Uh, it's going on the two-hour mark, so I just wanted to uh, say thank you to everybody who watched the show. Um, it was a one-off special that we did because we had this cool guest lined up. Do we have somebody waiting for us here? Or? Uh, no. It's okay. just right. yeah, it's just us. Morgan says, "What about Corey?" Let's talk about. Oh, 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 oh. Because on, um, I have to pull that clip. Because on um, Southern Takeover the other night, um, what was it? I think Travis called Cody Corey instead mm -hmm. of Cody. And that was, uh, that was a thing. Yeah, Crippled Corey. No, I think yeah, it's probably his Corey. last name is, his last name's Corley. So maybe yes. that's what he was thinking. Cody, Corley, Corey. Um, but yeah, we were going to talk about something else that happened on that show too, right? Is that where you're talking about the pants? Uh, oh yeah, that's right. All right are we yeah, going to do that tonight or are we going to do that Friday? I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll save it for Friday because <laughs> okay. we're, we're yeah, at the two hour mark and I don't think you can. Yeah. And you'll tell me exactly what clip you want me to pull. Cause I know what I was going to pull, but then <laughs> we'll yeah. talk and you, so I make sure I pull the right thing. We will. So, guys, we have a, a lot of cool stuff planned for Friday. Hope you guys tune in. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us tonight. Um, well, I don't know. Subscribe to Rabbit Red on face on YouTube. Give the video a thumbs up on YouTube and on Facebook, and um, share the video. <laughs> Check out yeah. Blood Loss. It's live on Indiegogo, and a lot of you guys watching this have not donated yet. So, I urge you. Not, to not miss out on the special offers that we have going on right now. Uh, we have some amazing deals and amazing perks for people that donate to the campaign. So if, um, if you feel like it, you know, check it out, see if there's something you'd like and uh, the support's appreciated very much. It's not just me doing this. The, you know, we have a cast of people that are attached to the project too, and they benefit from it as well. We can't make the movie without your support. Um, we give shout outs on Facebook and we try to give you guys attention and do whatever we can to show appreciation. We're constantly updating IMDB. So everybody gets their credits right away. Plenty of, uh, thank you credits and pr producer credits, t-shirts, Blu-rays, signed stuff. Um, there's all kinds of stuff. There's a custom hockey puck you, you can get with, uh, Jason Voorhees on it. Um, there's, chances to be in the film with us um i mean there's there's a lot there so guys check it out share the campaign for me be appreciated um i think that's it we'll see you guys friday